Hello and welcome to the movie podcast review of The Woman in the Window. My name is Daniel and joining me today are the gentlemen in my chrome window, Anthony. Hello everyone. And Shabazz. Bonjour, mademoiselle. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh, I was waiting for it. Bonjour. You know, not- <laughs> you know why? You don't know. You know why? Go ahead. It's because I it's because I watched uh, V for Vendetta last night, and when oh. <laughs> when uh, Natalie Portman walks in, she's I was like, Bonjour, mademoiselle, and I'm like, that is so unnecessary. <laughs> Thought I'd be unnecessary with it. I like it. I like it. Uh, as always, you can catch a brand new episode of the movie podcast every single Monday across all your favorite podcast services. Make sure to follow us at the movie podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and join our Discord. Check out our show notes for all those links and more. Some quick announcements before we get to our review. We have a brand new episode of the movie podcast out right now where we talk about Marvel Studios celebrating the movies. We talk about Black Panther. We talk uh, Wakanda Forever. We talk about the Marvels. We talk about Eternals and so much more. Um, Uncharted 4 also just celebrated its fifth anniversary, so we talk a lot about that. We have a lot of reviews available on the movie podcast feed right now. Wrath of Man, Without Remorse, Mortal Kombat, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Godzilla vs. Kong, and more are available, so check us out. If this is the first review you've ever heard of us, there are so many things to listen to. We have 100 episodes of the movie podcast alone you can listen to. Coming soon, Spiral from the Book of Saw. Maybe. We don't know how we're going to watch it here in Canada. Asterix. We'll watch it when we watch it, and we'll have a review for it. Also, for those who wish me dead, starring Angelina Jolie, we'll have a review out very soon. And Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead, which is coming to Netflix in just under two weeks. Uh, Today, though, we will be talking about The Woman in the Window. This is a film directed by Joe Wright. You'll know him from a movie that he just did, uh, Darkest Hour, which Gary Oldman won his Oscar. Uh, And this movie stars Amy Adams, Gary Oldman, Anthony Mackie, Fred Herjiner, Wyatt Russell, Brian Tyree Henry, Jennifer Jason Lee, and Julianne Moore. And I want to say thank you to our friends at Netflix Canada for sending us this movie to review. Shay, hit us up with that synopsis. Anna Fox, played by Amy Adams, is an agoraphobic child psychologist who finds herself keeping tabs on the picture-perfect family across the street through the windows of her New York City brownstone. Her life is turned upside down when she inadvertently witnesses a brutal crime. Based on the gripping best-selling novel adapted by Tracy Letts, shocking secrets are revealed and nothing and no one are what they seem in this suspenseful, psychological thriller. I really loved your dramatic reading of that, so thank you. It was better than the movie, yeah, for sure. I appreciate it. Anthony, start us off with your first reactions to the woman in the window. Uh, Yeah. So my first reaction to this movie, watching it, it reminded me, um, it reminded me of a rear rear window. Sorry, uh, Gregory Peck. And it was just kind of like this modern version of that version of the film. But my initial reaction was this movie is all right. It's, it's not anything crazy. It has really good thriller moments that I appreciated, but they weren't memorable. They weren't like, oh, wow, I, I, I can go back to that scene or just 
kind of picture it, picture it in my head of that was a great sequence. Um, at times, I thought I was watching a Fincher flick because it takes place in this brownstone in New York, and it felt very similar to Panic Room, and even some of the shot compositions felt very Fincher. The middle part of the story is where I lost interest in the movie um, when Anna's backstory is revealed, and I felt like that kind of slowed a lot of it down for me. Um, I would say the visuals, the cinematography were great. Um, the color correction, audio, even the performances. I, I thought Amy Adams' performance was strong. She looked really wrecked in this in this movie. She looked withered and tired and and someone who is dealing with being uh, an agoraphobic, who's someone who can't go outside. Um, and you felt that from her. Um, I also thought Gary Oldman was great. But overall, the movie, it just didn't leave a lasting you know, memory in my head and just kind of became an all right film. That's all it is. You know, with uh, something interesting that you mentioned, you know, I definitely got rear window vibes. You know, it's very, you get the Hitchcock vibes to it. And, you know, we had Disturbia, which I guess came out almost 14, 15 years ago at this point, which is crazy, 2007, um, which also inspired by, uh, rear which also inspired by like Rear Window. Um, and I definitely got those vibes out of this movie too. Um, and I, I definitely could see where, where you're getting like the, the Fincher vibes from it, you know, having it take place in New York. And uh, it definitely feel it has that, that, that feeling to it. Um, and also, I mean, it's, it's no secret that this movie all was supposed to come out last year. This is another film that was delayed almost a year because of the pandemic. This was originally a Fox Searchlight movie. Uh, sorry, just a Fox, or I guess a 20th Century Fox film that Disney was going to release last year. It got pushed due to the pandemic to this year and then eventually sold off to Netflix. So when this movie starts, I'm like, oh my God, it's starting with the 20th Century uh, Studios logo, which I, I I totally forgot that this was not uh, a Netflix original film. Uh, Shay, how about you? How about your first reactions to this film? Yeah, for sure. So I shared a lot of the same sentiments as, as Anthony. Um, in terms of cinematography, yeah, that's, I think, the one thing this film that stood out to me. But um, overall, I I personally did not have a good time with this movie. I was very annoyed. I I kind of felt this, this feeling of I can't wait for this to end because – the writing and the way that the story was going, it felt very high school play-like. There, there wasn't much depth that I was trying to get out of these characters. And I, and I normally love Amy Adams, but for me, she was just kind of getting on my nerves. Her character, I couldn't empathize with her at all. I'm not sure if the director wanted us to empathize with her. Um, and then when the ending happens, which I'm not going to spoil, obviously – I was just I rolled my eyes so hard at, at at the sequence of events that occurred at the end and how the the twist kind of played off or the reveal at the end I guess you could say um, overall for me it, it wasn't a great time I, I didn't like the characters I the score wasn't memorable the cinematography and the visuals were the only thing that stood out to me and I think the other actors in this film like Gary Oldman and even um, Wyatt Russell, uh, I enjoyed kind of seeing them because they gave a lot of mystery around their performances. But Brian Harry Henry, I, I, I he barely was kind of in the film and he almost didn't seem like he wanted to be in this movie. He just kind of showed up as the detective and was like, all right, let me let me take some notes and uh, yeah, I'll come <laughs> back next scene. Uh, and Julianne Moore, also very, very small role in this movie too. Uh, for me, it, it's – I. 
I, yeah, I didn't have a good time with it at all. Um, I, I, you know, I, I, I think all of us were are feeling a little. I, I think Shay a little bit more, but a little mm-hmm. lukewarm on this film. I, mean, I think when this trailer first dropped last year, it looked interesting. I think the first tra- trailer that dropped uh, really gave us a sense of like, oh, this could be like a really suspenseful film. Uh, but then this movie starts to just kind of fall into these familiar tropes that we see so often mm-hmm. in you know, in these films with unreliable narrators. So like, is this like you start thinking, is this really happening or is this happening in their mind or is this how they perceive it? And you, when a movie's just bringing you down a path where you're just waiting for the reveal, it's not, it's, you're not, you're not building suspense. You're just building a story that you're almost just like tired of watching that you just like, just tell me, just, just give me the ending. Just let me know what happens Mm -hmm. because that, I think that's what this movie struggles with. You know, it starts with this really interesting concept um, with like Julianne Moore's character and then the switch up where uh, basically uh, like it, we see in the trailer where, you know, Amy Adams thinks she's having uh, wine with uh, her neighbor's neighbor's wife. But then she actually meets her neighbor's wife and are like, hold on, you're not her. Like I, I was with her last night. And, you know, I think that's a really cool concept, but this movie just kind of, brought us down a road like this kind of winding road of like who done it that you just after a while you you stopped caring who done it you were just like let me just let me just get to the ending of this so i could just kind of finish my time with this movie Mm -hmm. um i thought what's really interesting with this movie too because i know we brought up the cinematography which i think i thought was nice but when you think about how this direct this cinematographer uh, Bruno Del del bonnell who also shot darkest hour which i thought was one of the best looking movies in the last mm. couple of years mm-hmm. um it, it just it, this movie just felt very stationary for me and and i think it was shay who you brought up it felt like a stage play yeah right and obviously this is adapted from a novel but it definitely did have a stage play vibe because it's very stationary in the same location and when you have a cast like amy adams and wyatt russell and gary oldman and julianne moore you would have hoped you would have had more for them to do because it just feels so isolated all their performances feel so isolated from one another that like they don't really get to play off one another because Amy Adams is kind of one note throughout all of this. She's she like, obviously she doesn't put in a bad performance, but she just feels like she's just, she's not bringing a life to it. You know what I'm saying? When you, when you look at um, the movie that Anthony brought up uh, panic room, or I guess technically like a David Fincher esque film panic room is a movie that takes place in one location pretty much yet. I never got, you know, stage play vibes from that. It felt like each scene or each area of that movie was utilized correctly. In in this movie, you know, it's either like in the hallway or in her li- kitchen area or her living room. You know, like it just, it never felt different and it never felt engaging. I think it was the pacing really. It, mm-hmm. the, 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 throughout this movie, you go through these different days. So it kind of like, re restarts that time of of what she's experienced from monday to monday night right and then sad and then she's she wakes up and it's tuesday it's a whole new day so you kind of go through these ups and downs with her and i felt that that pacing led to like a boring script because you don't right you don't feel her 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 the intense of what this movie or what the trailer kind of portrays. Right. As it's this, removing the tension from it. Yeah. It, it kind of builds up and then it jumps to something else. Yeah. And I thought, and you're right, Shay, I thought the ending was, I'm like, this is too, 
too neatly packaged. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's funny because it also feels like it's it's neatly packaged, but it also just feels like it's trying to go for like, oh, you you never saw this coming. But you were also just like, yeah, but I didn't want to see that coming. Just because we didn't, just because we we don't see it coming, which is obviously the uh, like a, a movie like this, the payoff is everything, right? Just because you don't see it coming, just because the ending is unexpected, doesn't mean it's a good ending or something good mm-hmm. that we didn't expect, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get to our final recommendations, I just want to remind you, make sure you follow us at The Movie Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. If you like what we're doing, drop us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That helps the show so much, gets it in front of a lot more eyes and ears, and helps us grow because we love doing this. So please, if you like what we're doing, Head over to Apple Podcasts. The uh, The link is in our show notes. And you could drop us a five-star review. You know, even write a little message. Let us know what you think of the show. Let us know what you think of this movie. We would love to talk to you. We want to hear more from you. Um, and with that said, let's get to our final recommendations. Shay, I'm going to get you to start us off. Uh, what is your recommendation for Joe Wright's The Woman in the Window? You know what? You, you've already paid for it. It's on Netflix. Uh, but email Netflix and ask for your money back for this month. <laughs> Because oh, no. <laughs> uh, for me, for me to skip it, I'm going to say skip it. Got you. Anthony, how about yourself? I would suggest to add it to the queue. I think, you know, I, if you're a fan of Amy Adams um, or you're just interested to see a new movie right now, <laughs> um, anything is great at this moment. But um, yeah, add it to the queue. You've already paid for it. Like I said, you can't get your money back because Netflix ain't going to give it to you. <laughs> no. uh, we can't give you your money back either so please don't message us uh, for myself you know, I, you know I was teetering on the fence but I'm also of the mindset where you know when we look at the movies that are coming out this weekend you have Spiral from the Book of Saw you have uh, For Those Who Wish Me Dead uh, which we haven't seen yet obviously you know this is one that you don't have to pay any extra for on Netflix I would say you could add it to your queue it's not one you have to get to right away obviously but if you're looking for just something interesting to put on and, and pass the time check it out it's scary at least like i think the cast alone is is worth the price of admission other than you already having spent the money this month so uh definitely if you're if you're looking into it add it to your netflix queue thank you so much for listening to the movie podcast review of the woman in the window don't forget you could catch a brand new episode of the movie podcast every single monday and you could follow us at the movie podcast on instagram and twitter every single day uh check out our show notes for the links to those and more that was this time with the movie podcast and we'll see you next <laughs>